Hello, and welcome to another episode of Myths and Stories. This week, we are starting a new set, but it's a return to a subject that we've covered before. Uh, that subject being our lovely Eris Morn. Uh, over the last, hell, three, four expansions, uh, she's been really playing a central role to the uh, light and dark saga, which kind of makes sense, kind of seeing where she's come from. Like, she's very hive-centered, um, uh, so for her to play a central part in the light and darkness kind of just makes sense. Uh, and if you recall last episode, uh, we talked uh, a lot about the the newest book to of of um, books of sorrow. Uh, so that that being very centered around the hive, of course that that specific book was uh, the kind of the three. Rem- <laughs> it's funny we think we don't we never really think of Eris as one of the remaining sisters, but through throughout those books, she's kind of referred that way, right, Myth? Yeah, she's kind of like the lost sister type thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now it's it's Savathun, Eris, and Zebra Wrath, um, and so we're gonna kind of keep keep moving forward with with Eris now. Uh, again, kind of like as our of, as part of our bigger overarching of like people to look out for in uh, Final Shape, and I definitely think Eris is gonna be a key member uh, on the field in, in Final Shape. We 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 know during Season of the Witch that she did a lot to kind of take Sabathun kind of off the board as a major player uh, by doing her transformation and, and doing the tides and stuff, uh, which we'll get into all that eventually in this little mini-series of, of updated Eris. Um, so yeah, uh, well, we're, we're going to start uh, kind of like during Shadowkeep or, or like post-campaign Shadowkeep, which is kind of funny because we went back and listened uh, to our original Eris series, which just had two parts, and it ended at Shadowkeep. <laughs> so, <laughs> conveniently, this is kind of like a long-lost part three <laughs> that we're starting here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Myth, uh, take take it away. Where, where, are we, where are we kicking this thing off at? Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, like you said, this is, this is essentially a continuation of uh, our previous Eris episodes. Uh, and I think we're, we're going to... Um, title it as such so this will be kind of part three of that overarching story of eris uh don't don't get lost if you like see yeah three (laughs) and you're like wait a second where's one and two like they're way back there they're they're way back there yes i um and if if you don't already know eris's origins um i do recommend going back and listening to those uh, because like she she's had quite an adventure already to get her to where she is um, even in Shadowkeep, let alone where she is in current game. I, but yeah, so we, we kind of ended with the campaign of Shadowkeep in that Eris part two episode. Uh, and this is going to be some um, auxiliary to the campaign and post campaign stuff that we're going to start with. Um, so to, to set the stage a little bit here, uh, just to get everyone's minds into what was happening in the destiny world at this time, uh, Eris Morn as a character, we had not 
seen or interacted with in any significant way since the Taken King, all the way back in D1. Um, I don't remember if her actual character model left the tower during D during like Age of Triumph at D1, or if she was there but just you know wasn't a part of anything. Um, but I think they just moved her inside. I think she was like out on the, the platform. Okay. But then they put her inside with, uh, with the Vanguard, um, just, yeah. just inside that front little room there. Yeah. I, but for D2, like D2 vanilla, all like she, she didn't show up in any of the cutscenes. all references of her being anywhere were gone. And, and essentially any little tidbit about Eris was just like, yeah, she's missing. We don't know. I, yep. uh, until the shadow keep expansion i so it was a pretty significant amount of time that she just was not a part of the destiny world uh in the kind of forward facing narrative uh she returned during shadow keep we had the events of the shadow keep um campaign and during that uh, one of the lore books that we were uncovering at the time was called Letters from Eris. Uh, and these are presumably letters that she sent out um, to the various uh, two people uh, that she thought um, needed to know certain things uh, that happened that were discovered during Shadowkeep, primarily Mara. Uh, who she just refers to as my queen in all of her uh, letters addressing her. Um, and she, uh, Shadowkeep was also the expansion where we saw a pyramid ship for the first time uh, as the player. Um, and actually as the characters in the game, for the most part, that was the first time they had seen a pyramid ship uh, in the moon. Um, and, uh, and, Eris uh, pens these letters that kind of give an, an indication as to what she had been doing uh, during this this gap that we didn't see her, as well as just her internal um, thoughts and feelings around the situations unfolding. So uh, we're going to start with uh, the first chapter of that Letters from Eris book. Uh, titled Regarding the Great Disaster. Uh, and this one goes like this. My queen, we were right. It was under our noses the whole time. Something lies deep below the moon's surface, and I believe it's more important than we initially believed. It's something we may not be ready for. I've found a pyramid akin to your description. It's what we've been hunting for. The pyramid has reopened a box in my mind, long thought locked, its contents frightening and heartbreaking. It's forcing me to confront memories buried ages ago. People places vile creatures all are rushing to the forefront of my consciousness if it's affecting me like this what will it do to our beloved ones those we've sworn to protect 
I vividly remember the stories from that night. The sky burning green, the roar of thunder ripping through the darkness, and the eater of hope tearing through our ranks. Crota, the merciless hive prince, whose dark campaign to pursue the traveler led to the slaughter of countless worlds, all in the name of his father Oryx, the taken king. I'll never forget the vanguard's failed attempt to reclaim the moon from the hive, the great disaster. We lost thousands needlessly. I fear we are on the verge of doing so once again. Now the hive are spreading across the moon, perhaps mounting a defense or some other insidious machination. We must access the inside of the pyramid by whatever means necessary to find what I believe may be the key to our battle with the darkness. It's too critical to allow the hive to interfere. This is our duty. My fate has guided me here. We will set it right. The price will be high, but the alternative is not an option. It will take the collective might of all guardians working together to lead us to a brighter future. And that is the end of that letter. So, The Great Disaster, uh, that's the uh, original um, attempt to reclaim the moon. Uh, mm -hmm. The moon, obviously the hive got there, and Luna was lost to us. Uh, lost to humanity, lost to the guardians. Um, I think the only person who had visit even visited it was um, Dredgen Yor, um, pre-Dredgen. Um, and then the great disaster happens. Like we try to reclaim it, and Crota just decimates us. Um, if I'm correct in my timeline, which hopefully I am, uh, after the great disaster. Um, was when they finally sent in Eris's team of six, right? Her, Saimoda, um, Ariana 3, Weiling, Toland. Um, I know I'm forgetting two names, but I can't remember them. Yeah, I don't, I don't have the list in front of me either. Um, but so, yeah, uh, I think Dredgen Yor was before the disaster. Right, right. That's what I was saying. Yeah. yeah. Like, Dredgen like Dredge was the first one to, to visit, and then he yep. came back all totally, like, brain-fucked. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then they tried to reclaim it, and then that was the great disaster where, thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands have died. Yeah. Um, yes, that absolutely. I So this, this would have been early city age-ish. Yep. Um, and and it, was, it was, what, years or centuries before? Um, it was Eris's team tried to go back and take Crota. Uh, a little unclear. I don't think it was centuries. Um, because it was during the Great Disaster. Uh, I believe it was Wei Ning. Uh, died in the first Great Disaster, and that is what took prompted, uh, Ariana yep. to. Yep swear revenge and ariana is technically the one that assembled this team for yep. the sake of going and getting revenge uh, i remember i remember that now 
Okay. So yeah. that's so that's the that's the 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 great disaster in the original um team that tried to defeat Crota and got smoked. Um so they all died except mm-hmm. for Eris. Um and then the the that the first part of this uh um entry here the, the first part of her letter is talking about the pyramid we found which was you know when we found it during the campaign was i mean it was fantastic that you kind of come over this edge of this of this clip like it, it just kind of like appears you come around a corner and it's just there and it's huge and you're just like kind of overwhelmed by it and it like locks you out and it it doesn't allow you to enter and that's where um, Eris pulls you back, and you start trying to assemble pieces of gear to try to like get past this barrier. And that's that's what she's talking about here in the second half. So most of this writing is presumably during that first couple of interactions with the pyramid. Um, and it, and she talks about it here, where like the pyramid has reopened a box in my mind, long thought locked. Um, it, its contents frightening and heartbreaking. It's literally forcing her to relive those memories. And we know now that that is the defense mechanism. Um, like an anti-intruder mechanism of the pyramid ship. It uses your yeah. memory. It uses darkness powers to like, like we saw this during the season of the haunted, where like Aldrin confronted or Crow confront, confronted uh, Aldrin, and then um, Zavala confronted his wife, and Keitel confronted um, Gaul, and so it was all these entities that were dead, and. Like that, that there was a big fear going on there. Like, what is the guardian's entity? Like, why does Ikora not want to go? Why would Eris not show up there? Like, it was it was very frightening to 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 everyone when this pyramid ship was first discovered because the whole campaign of Shadowkeep, Eris keeps coming across her entire fire team. There are all of her fire, all of her nightmares are her fire team, like kind of like bearing down on her, and she has that whole scene of like, you know, you're all insufferable. Share your stuff with someone who gives a damn. Like. It ain't me. I don't care. I've moved past it. This is your problem, not mine. So yeah, this this was obviously a very uh, tough thing to to deal with because this is the first time we'd ever been this close to a pyramid ship. This is the first time like we'd we'd seen anything like this. So it was a very hard thing uh, for anyone to deal with. Um, and then of course, Eris having to like relive <laughs> her fire team dying oh, all right. over and like blaming her for it. Like, of course she's gonna lose her mind. Of course she's gonna get a little pissed off. Like. Um, yeah, yeah, it just makes sense. And to to go back just a second, so um, yes, this is absolutely a defense mechanism. I don't necessarily think it's a defense mechanism for all pyramid ships per se. Ooh. Um, you think this is just specific to this one? I think it's specific to this one because oh, the former owner of rule. this. Uh, right. Well, we go inside rules and, and we don't experience and any of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the former owner of this pyramid ship in the moon in particular was Nezarak, uh, who his whole thing was that he, he yeah, ate yeah, people, yeah. like ate people's fear and fed off their nightmares. That's um, right. So I think it's just kind of that power was permeating through that ship. Um, because when Savathun like killed him, like it was so complete, like right, like he couldn't resurrect himself. There was uh, nothing. Like the, the only reason he even resurrected himself was because, like, the ship was there and the traveler shot, and the, sh- yep. the shot just happened to hit exactly where it needed to, and sprung him to life. Yeah. Um. 
Now, as far as Seasons of the Haunted goes, that's at a point where we could assume the witness had Nezarak's remains. And we know that the uh, that Callus had some dealings with Nezarak's remains because the tormentors are described as being a hybrid of technology from Callus fused with uh not technology, but like fused with Nezarak's abilities. Right. Um, so he did some experimentation or something. Uh, and so not beyond the realm of reason that he would know how to harness that in a way to summon nightmares during season of the haunted as well. Well, and he was trying, I remember during season of the haunted, um, when the Leviathan did show back up, um, he was, I know he wasn't there, but it was almost like he was using the Leviathan to try to reconnect with the pyramid ship that was there and like become the new owner of it essentially. And like have that power, that nightmare power for his own, I think. Yeah. I I think it was uh, probably a mixture of a couple things. Um, But yeah, that was, that was kind of the main plot line that, uh, that we were aware of at the very least. Um, Okay. But yeah, so uh but yes, the the main thing during Shadowkeep is that uh Eris now has these various specters of her dead fire team. Uh and by nature of the nightmares, they're all blaming what happened to them on her essentially. Um and she's dealing with them <laughs> as best she can. Uh and there is a scene where uh Ikora visits the moon to see the pyramid ship. And that's the scene you were referring to where yeah. um, they're all like bearing down on Eris and she's like, you're all insufferable. Just leave me alone. Uh, and you know, uh, Ikora sees that and is a tad concerned. Um, Cause Ikora, and I think this is even depicted in the scene. Ikora doesn't see anything happening. Like it's just Eris like yelling at nothing. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm trying to remember if Ikora can see the ghost cuz we can. Right. So, but yeah, I, did, I guess I'm not sure if Ikora could see them or not. Um for some reason I remember hmm. it like and and maybe it was just like a an odd cinematic angle or something like that, that but be. I remember something about like the camera kind of panning over to 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 an angle from Ikora looking back at at Ikora is looking back at uh, Eris and then like there's nothing around Eris while she's like she's already done like this yelling thing so like then Ikora like looks at us and we like look at and we're all we're just kind of like uh okay Eris you do you do you crazy hive lady well sounds like we all need to watch that cutscene again at some point yes we do we can tell for sure but uh shortly after that interaction um Presumably, shortly after that interaction is when the next letter is penned uh, from Eris, this time to Ikora. Uh, so this one is just called Regarding Nightmares, and it goes like this. Ikora, the nightmares appear to be extracted from our very psyche. Violent manifestations that wreak havoc, tormenting us with our past trauma. They tease us with a life we once knew, prying into our minds and attacking our most vulnerable points. 
This assault on our emotions is aimed to weaken us in our sense of purpose. But I will not waver. Emotions can be overcome. I don't fully comprehend the power these nightmares wield, or if they can truly be conquered. But I have yet to meet an enemy who I could not. I cannot shake the feeling that we are being toyed with, that these nightmares are a hindrance to our goal. We must not lose sight of what they are guarding. Perhaps they wish to make us question ourselves and our will to fight, to overcome. Now I lived in the darkness for years, barely escaping with what was left of my life. The toll it took on me to refortify myself is something I refuse to experience again. If the pyramid is indeed testing us, it will find we are more than up to the challenge. The pyramid has also spawned another entity, one that presents a different kind of danger. It does not attempt to harm me physically. Instead, it seeks to wage psychological warfare, a battlefield I have lived on. The pyramid had the gall to bring Saimota before me, devoid of her corporeal form, hoping to shake my resolve. I will admit, seeing this phantom was jarring, but the pyramid underestimates my will. It was almost comforting to see her again. Nothing will break my determination. I cannot allow it. Not with what's at stake. Should we falter all our work, along with our goal of an existence without strife, pain, or hardship, will cease to be. No one should have to endure what I have lived through. As long as I am around, no one ever will. We cannot acquiesce. We will show them the meaning of light. And that's the end of that one. Yeah, so again, this whole time we're still trying to find a way into it. We're still trying to collect those, uh, the dream, you know, dream, dream bane. Is that right? Yeah, Dream Bane armor. Dream Bane armor, yep. Because uh, once you get a full set, like there's there's like a barrier there that like you can break through and then you end up getting inside the pyramid um, towards the end of the, the Shadow Keep campaign. Uh, but again, this one talks about how um, it, it, the nightmares are assaulting their emotions. And again, we now know that that is tied to darkness. Like that's, darkness is all about the uh, non-physical um powers of the world, you know, powers of the mind uh, with strand and stasis and, and darkness power in general and things tied to memory, things tied to emotion. Um, and so, yeah, so it's, it's it, more describing of, of what these nightmares are actually doing. We know that they, you know, they could even take on bosses. Like we saw uh, Crota come back to life and we're like, wait a second, this isn't right. Like we killed Crota. He's dead. Like he can't come back to life. And then it, brought Gaul back to life. And then, of course, it had to pick Tanix. Like, <laughs> yeah. why, why the fuck not, right? Um, 
Name name five bosses in Destiny. Tanix. All right. You know what? That's I made that too easy. Uh, so of course, yeah. Like it, it's it, these nightmares are are doing things to like screw with us, and I I don't know why I really never did connect that power. I always I always thought that the nightmare power was all pyramid ships had this power, but it does make more sense now that now that you mention it of this being Nezarex and him feeding off the nightmares. So it, it, this is starting to make more and more sense why we did eventually have to come to deal with Nezarek. Because, again, kind of like for, jumping forward in the timeline and coming to Lightfall and going, well, why was Nezarek a boss? Like, why why didn't we deal with something different? Why was Kallus the boss of the campaign and Nezarek was the, was the raid boss? That feels like it's kind of out of nowhere. Well, now looking back on this, like, it really did kind of like lead up to that eventually. Like it, it was very much like slowly building up this, you know, nightmares are a thing and you're going to have to deal with them. And, you know, there's, there's this land of, of, um, unbelief, I guess. Like it's, it's the, the realm of dreams. And, and if it becomes corrupted, then it is the realm of nightmares, like this Alice in Wonderland through the looking glass stuff. And so, yeah, it's, it, it, it I really, I really do enjoy, Nezarek and 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 that idea of like what if your nightmares could become corporeal what if they could be in front of you in the waking world and uh it's it's interesting too because even the pyramid tries to bring Simoda in front of Eris to try to like guilt her and like mess with her mind and and Eris is like Mm-mm, not gonna happen like I nope I know what's at stake and I am not gonna let anything deter me from that and so like that's I, I I'm sad that that Simoda is before me. I miss my my friend. I miss my fire team member, but it does not matter. We are going to we're <laughs> we're gonna fuck some shit up with the light. <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. So um, as Shadowkeep went on, more and more uh, nightmares, more and more shadows of her fire team appeared uh, in front of Eris until we kind of helped her deal with them post-campaign. Uh, and so as more of them showed up, that's, you know, taking a greater and greater toll on Eris to, like, deal with them being there. Uh, and so in the next one, she's um, sending another letter to Mara, uh, just addressed to my queen, um, where things are starting to get worse and she's kind of starting to ruminate a little bit on that previous fire team uh so this one is just is titled regarding eris's fire team uh and the letter to mara goes like this they won't leave me alone it was only sigh at first now veltarlo joins her back to torture me once more, I am forced to relive the loss of my old fire team. Their screams of agony haunted me for so long, but never did I anticipate hearing their voices again. The darkness is deceptive and seeks to corrupt from within. It knows just where to strike. Terrible pain has resurfaced from a scar that I assumed had healed. Now something is scratching and clawing its way out. When we went after Crota to seek retribution for the great disaster, we knew there would be risks, 
We did not know it would be a suicide mission. I am ashamed to say I never wanted to think about these events again. How can we move on from our past if we continue to live in it? They were the last family I had before my time in the dark. Six of us went in. Only I made it out. Ariana III, my leader. Our first encounter consisted of an argument over a piece of music I loathed. Ariana was enamored with its melody and sought to convince me of its merits. Her unequivocal honesty in the face of dissenting opinions led me to pledge my total devotion and trust to her. I would hum the tune quietly to myself in the dark to stave off the madness that was consuming me. Our titan, Vel, was the very first to fall. I mourn him to this day and think of his courage in times of despair. We should all be so valiant in the face of overwhelming odds. Today I will need his example more than ever. Sai's knives were as sharp as her wit. She laughed in the very face of danger. Now the same laugh that I heard countless times, and that once brought me great comfort, rings painfully in my memory and triggers nothing but anguish. How I wish I could amend that. She deserved so much more. And poor Omar was skeptical of our chances, yet his bravery endured. Even as his light was pulled from him by the hive wizard, the heart of Crota, few possessed the fortitude required to press on when all hope seems lost. He has imbued me with the strength to weather the coming storm. And you know of Tolan the Shattered, the mad warlock who knew more than he let on. I had my doubts about him in the past, but time changes perspectives. I now respect his dedication to learning the ways of the darkness and surviving despite them, much as I had to. By confronting me with my lost fire team and stirring up memories so painful, the nightmares only confirm my earlier assumptions. I feel they are trying to distract us. Remain vigilant, no matter the cost. And that's the end of that letter. So now, of course, the as as the campaign's going on, these nightmares are getting more and more and more. You know, she says here, Psy first, now it's Veltarlo, and it's just, it keeps going, keeps getting more and more and more. Ariana 3, the original uh, creator of this fire team, is is now present. She's starting to to torment her, and I, I laugh at the tune. I'm, I'm curious. I'm <laughs> yeah. curious of what that tune was. Um... If that's a Sabathoon song. <laughs> I'm just saying, if that's the Sabathoon song, that's too on point that it was played, that 
Ariana was trying to like defend it and was like enamored with its melody and sought to convince me of its merits. And it's just Sabathun whispering to people. And I'm just like, okay, this is some bullshit. <laughs> well, we talked about this last episode. Sabathun made it sound like she orchestrated Eris being there and going Fuck, through these things. God damn it. <laughs> so, you know, it maybe it was. It might have been. I mean, Eris says she hummed it to herself <laughs> th- while she was stuck in the hellmouth, like Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's what caused her to get out the other side. I don't know. I that's that shit, and Ahamkara bone. I'm said that the two I've that's what Destiny runs off of is those two. Yep. Uh, of course, then it goes through the the rest of them. Uh, vale Tarlo, the Titan. Um, they, I mean, it's just like each one of these is like really, really like you know. She would see her fire team members fall, and they would have to keep going. Like they just kept yeah. pressing on. They were like, "We're going to make it to Crota." Um, and then of course, Sai size falls eventually, and and now her her nightmare is torment tormenting Eris. Uh, and then Omar, now this is an interesting one here, uh, um, was skeptical of our chances, yet his bravery endured, even as his light was pulled from him by the Hive Wizard, the Heart of Crota. Now, I remember, this is now this is back at D1, of having to face uh, the Heart of Crota, mm-hmm. but for some reason I remember it, was the Heart of, was that like Iryut or something, or was that? Was the heart uh, of Crota a named hive wizard, or was it just was that was that what it was the 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 heart of Crota? Because I know there was like like Omnigol, the will of Crota. Then there was like uh, something else, like the 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 voice of Crota or something like that. Like I remember these yeah. being different bits of Crota. Uh, so yes, you're remembering correctly. There were the different um kind of they they weren't literal like you know, pieces of him. Right, 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 right. Uh, But it was just like, these were the main, like, these were the the ones tithing to him most directly. Yep. Yep. Um, But yeah, so uh, Heart of Crota was a wizard, uh, was not a named wizard similar. Like, it wasn't, uh, you know, name, comma, Heart of Crota. It was just, their name was Heart of Crota, as far as we were concerned anyway. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um. Yeah, I was for some reason I saw that and I I instantly thought of Ear Yut and I was like, is that right? I don't think that's right, but not quite. Okay, so not quite. Yeah. Uh, and then of course fucking Toland. Uh, <laughs> yep. This guy, this guy is. Dude, there's a whole series on Toland, and and we'll do we'll do it eventually. But I don't know that we have enough pieces of the puzzle to do the whole thing. Like this dude's just straight up freaking nuts. Toland um, is an enigma wrapped in a mystery packaged in a crazy person. So. That's what I'm saying, man. He is nuts. Like, if there's anything, like, hive-oriented that you're just like, I don't know how this happened. It's just fucking Toland. Like, that's it. Um, Just, like, for some Vex reason is the Vex stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it, knowing that he is a warlock kind of makes sense now. Like, of course, it would be a warlock who is like, well, how do we defeat the darkness? Well, let me study the ever-living shit out of it. Oh, and then lose my mind to it. Okay, yeah, that'll work. Um, yeah, that's that's Toland. Yeah, but yeah, but having but having to um, having to to like reinteract with all these people that have fallen. Um, that that I mean, every single one of these people died in that attempt at taking down Crota, um, and the only one that survived was Eris. And so to have to like re see these things in front of her and for them to be 
in a, again, not a fully corporeal form, but to be corporeal in this world, in this existence, and like having some type of form in front of her, um, it, it's just, it's disheartening and, and discerning. Like, and, and she even says here, like, I feel like they're trying to distract us. Like everything they're doing here is like trying to keep us away from this pyramid, to keep us out of, to keep us from moving forward. And so I'm, I'm on, on the one hand, I'm curious, like, you know, we always talk about these nightmares as, as being a defense mechanism for that specific pyramid ship. But why? Like, why would Nezarek not want us in there? Why would why would those systems stay active? I'm assuming part of it staying active is just like his level of consciousness that was tied to that ship would just it was kind of like an automated thing. Like it's just going because it can. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's 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 well it's interesting to think about. Think like yeah, thinking about it, the last interaction Nezarak had prior to their death was an attack from Savathun. So it could just be that like those defenses are just still active because the last command it had, or the last, you know, the last moments of Nezarak were under attack. Defend me. Sure. Uh, And so maybe the ship is still just operating off of those orders. Uh, even and though it's not Savathun anymore. Well, and presumably the only reason why those systems came back online, because that's that's the other thing too, that pyramid ship has been sitting there since the original collapse. Yes. And yep. so th- presumably that stuff should have been just being, just should have just been active this whole time. So why didn't we see nightmares before when we went to the moon in D1? Why didn't we, like, why was the, yeah. were these not a things? What I'm thinking is because uh, Nezarek's consciousness was so... Um, was sealed away by the witness, um, or at least uh, presumably that's what it was. And then with all those pyramid ships coming back to Seoul, now it's getting closer and closer to it. Because again, you got to think, you know, there was Shadow Keep, then Beyond Light, um, but you know, Beyond Light, all the pair, all the other pyramid ships were now here. Now the one carrying Sabbath or the one carrying uh, Nezarek's consciousness didn't arrive until Lightfall, but. Um, we started seeing those nightmares get stronger and stronger throughout Shadowkeep and, and Witch Queen. Uh, but obviously only on the moon. Um, and then, of course, when the, when the, um, Le- the Leviathan, uh, Kallus' ship, kind of showed back up and their Kallus is nowhere to be found, now it's, like, now it's really starting to ramp up these nightmares. Now they're really starting to take hold and become active and, and, and be more and more. Because, again, now we're getting closer and closer to Nezarek's consciousness on, aboard his uh, aboard the the i guess prison ship or or medical ship i don't <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess technically it's it is a medical ship if it's carrying his consciousness around yeah um uh trying to rebuild his body type thing uh now that that's getting closer and closer to his original ship now it's starting to reactivate those stuff so yeah, yeah that could definitely be part of it um i could see it being cuz the the witness presumably well yeah the witness tried to take over our ghost uh, the first time we approached the ship, if I recall correctly. Right. And, it, like, and then talks we, to us. yeah. And then we get, uh, we can't go any further. So I'm wondering if it's also like, because the witness channeled through it to get to yeah. us, if that like woke everything up. Yep. Like um, created a connection or something like that. Yeah. Yep. 
Because then, like, once we get inside the thing, like, the whole time, he has complete control of our ghost. And, like, yep. we're going through fighting these different entities. Um, and then it's our ghost is constantly talking to us, like, the, as the witness. Yeah. So, could be a combination of things. But, yeah, I, I think the idea that um, it reactivated and it just, the last thing it knew to do was defend. Uh, yeah is probably why they're why it's chosen that course of action. But uh but no, so in addition to the nightmares of her fire team, uh and some of the nightmares we uh experienced at first such as Gaul and Tanix and and whatnot. Um one of the other nightmares that is brought back is the nightmare of Omnigal, the will of Crota. Uh which D1 Guardians will remember for her iconic scream. Uh, so good. <laughs> um, which, if I recall correctly, I, I may be making this up, but I, I feel like I remember in an interview, uh, the voice actress for Eris is the one that did Omnigal's scream as well. You're right. Uh, which is just some fun poetry. Um. I did. I did also have that scream as like my text message notification <laughs> sound, and it was glorious. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, but Omnigal has a um, obviously being related to Crota has a bit of a sordid past with Eris. Uh, in addition to our guardians, who you know, if if it's the same guardian from D one has has had uh, battles with Omnigal before, um, so. Uh, the next letter, which Eris sent also to Mara, uh, is titled Regarding Omnigal Will of Crota. Uh, and it goes like this. Omnigal, the monster Crota's sycophant zealot, mother to Crota's hellspawn, murderer of my friend Sai. Omnigal wrought terror throughout the stars and brought about the loss of countless lives. She was ultimately defeated by a brave fire team of guardians who drowned out her screams with a maelstrom of bullets and vengeance. Now her wetted shriek pierces my ears once again. The pyramid is playing its cards and going all in as Cade Six would say. Oddly, I find myself thinking of him more now that he is gone. I suppose I have grown closer to other guardians and the vanguard than I had realized. If the pyramid is dragging the nightmare of Omnigal into the fray, it tells me one thing, that we are getting closer. I am aware that these nightmares are not truly what they represent, but the mind can be fooled, even momentarily. In those moments lies all the destructive power the darkness hopes to exploit. I fight back, but the nightmares grow stronger. I worry how long I can bear the weight the pyramid places upon me. These memories seek to tear me apart. My queen in the familiar pang of weariness rears its ugly head. 
I will do my best, knowing it will not always be enough. For now, I assume the worst is yet to come. And that's the end of that letter. So, of course, we killed Omnigul back in D1 uh, through the strike. Uh, I think it was just called... Is it just Omnigul? I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Yeah. We killed her. Uh, she's dead. Maelstrom of bullets and vengeance. Uh, <laughs> mainly bullets. Um, mainly bullets. God, that, that night... I remember doing that one on... Um, not Nightfall. Is it Nightfall? Yeah, it was it was, it was a Nightfall. nightfall um, but it it had there was there was something special. It wasn't Grandmasters yet. I. Uh, I mean, it hurt. Like you, we yeah. were in there for like an hour, but that was back when like you had basically infinite reses and like, you know, you you. I don't think you could res yourself. Only fire team members could res you. I think so. But it was yeah. after a timer, but like. Dude, I I remember like there was like one little tiny corner in that room that you could hide in because when the 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 version of that strike that exists in D two is with uh, Nevoda, yep. um, and the room is about twice as big. There's a whole second half of the room uh, that exists in in the Nevoda version of it, but the Omnigol one that room was tiny and there was <laughs> nowhere like like everywhere you stood something had a bead on you and it was just. Like there was one tiny little corner that you could sit in, and you could not fit three people in there comfortably. Nope. Um, so yeah, that was that was again fantastic strike um, from D one um, and Nightfall. Uh, but of course, Omnigul's dead. Like that's the whole thing. But um, it's interesting what uh, the way that uh, Eris describes it here. She describes it as the pyramids playing this card all in, basically thinking of like if 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 the pyramid is trying to get bigger and battered um, entities to kind of like deter us, like first it starts with things that's close to us and like plays with our mind of like, Hey, here's a fallen fire team member. And now they're sad. They're going to keep guilting you into like saying, you know, well, you're the reason I'm dead. Like I don't, I'm, I, I didn't get to live because of you and I'm going to try to guilt you and stuff. And then it starts getting more aggressive. Now it's bringing in full on like, entities for us to fight like yeah because i'm because omnigul is one of like the the weekly nightmare bosses that you could fight similar to tanix and crota and all that um and so now it's like now now the now it's almost doing like offensive defensive things right like summoning things to attack us and and actively deter us now like it's one thing to be passively deter us of like hey stay away from this thing but to actually have defenses that are attacking us and and actively deterring us now now things are getting serious now eris is getting more and more like okay we we need to get into this thing like we need to to break through yeah and she's also starting to feel like feel the the weight of it and and is coming to realize that by her own estimations eventually she's going to break if something doesn't give. I mean, that's the, that's the thing with, with mental trauma. Like, yeah, (laughs) it it fucking sucks. (laughs) What the thing is there. So yeah, it doesn't, doesn't surprise me that she recognizes that. Like if, if we don't do something like she is going to break. Yeah. So I, in a so the the main kind of 
enemies during shadow keep are the um i think they're called the the scarlet brood yep uh name for the scarlet keep which has yep. uh oh what the hell's the boss name at the top of it oh crap um, i know and i'm drawing a complete blank here and it's like the daughter of crota yeah um i Hashley don't remember Dude. her name hash yep, good good one Yep, because I because I remember I keep making fun of it, saying it's hash la tag. <laughs> it's just a French hashtag, is all it is. Yes, uh, hash la dune is kind of leading this swarm, um, which I they refer to Eris at least refers to as the hidden swarm, um, that had previously been under Crota's control, and then when Crota was destroyed were kind of uh listless they they didn't have a leader but they still but they didn't disperse they stayed banded together until eventually leadership um showed up because the Uh, the hunger for the 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 energy hunger still existed there right like right i mean they still had to feed exactly yeah 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 um so i this next one is about Eris kind of talking about this uh, hidden swarm, the the Scarlet Brood, uh, and kind of where they came from and what some of their motivations are. Uh, so this is another letter to Mara, uh, just titled Regarding the Hidden Swarm. Uh, and it goes like this. Crota's minions emerge once more. The hidden swarm that previously served Crota has banded together once again, leaderless but not purposeless. The energy emanating from the pyramid has apparently attracted undesirable attention. If I am struggling to understand its potential, I wonder whether the hidden swarm has even scratched the surface. Nonetheless, the pyramid arrived on the moon well before guardians set foot here, and remained unseen by us for eons. I spent years trapped in the hellmouth, and all the while this force was buried beneath me, hidden by the hive. If only I had known. How long... Has the hidden swarm been experimenting with the pyramid's power? For all the hive's efforts, they fortunately do not seem to have succeeded in penetrating the pyramid's walls. Now that the pyramid has activated, I sense a certain desperation in the hidden swarm. The hive are frenzied. Their rituals and appearance of Crota's daughter, Hashladun, suggests that even the hidden swarm is seeking leadership, or it is so malleable that anyone desiring an army might claim them. We cannot underestimate the hidden swarm. I know far too well what kind of damage these hive are capable of. Too many victims have fallen to their bloodlust. I have lost too much because of them. I lost my ghost. I lost my eyes. They assumed me beaten. 
but they were wrong. I used their own dark magic against them, surviving and learning their tricks. I know where they are weak, a place only mentioned in whispers, the catacombs. It is there that unknown shadows lurk, performing the most depraved rituals imaginable. Some malignant force rise from the darkness to guide them. I shudder to think what this brood could achieve. This must never be allowed to happen. The hive may have suffered a momentary loss and could attempt retaliation. But now is our time to strike. No more distractions. We must get inside. And that's the end of that one. So I should have just waited one reading and then we would have... <laughs> we would have known, yeah. Would have figured it out, okay. Uh, no, so the, uh, so halfway through uh, the campaign, uh, you, you do have to do the strike. Uh, um, I think it's just called the Scarlet Keep, right? Like that's... I think so, yeah. I think that's right. Uh, and of course, that's... it's it, It's... I actually really like this strike. This is one of my favorites. Um, and at the very top is uh, Hash Ladoon, Daughter of Crota. Um, and uh, again, now this is this is talking all about the, the hidden swarm. So she kind of makes the same uh, assumptions uh, that we were talking about. Like, why did they not, why didn't they have this power the whole time? Like, I was in the Hellmouth. I spent years trapped in there. Never came across this force. Like, you know, was the hive actively hiding it? Was it inactive? Don't know. Like, have have they been experimenting with it? Like, do they do does the does the hidden swarm know how to access these nightmares and project this stuff onto people? I I personally don't think so, but yeah, we don't know. Um, but now that the pyramid is active, um, now the swarm is really starting to kind of go nuts i'm curious if the hive are seeing nightmares and don't know how to deal with it and so like now they've summoned hash Ladoon and either and she says it here like either they're seeking leadership or they're just so kind of spread thin or, or so malleable that like anyone that wants to, to claim an army can just walk in and go okay this stuff is mine so yeah. is it is it a matter of like they summoned Hashladoon to them to be like, hey, we're seeing crazy shit down here, help? Or is it like <laughs> Hashladoon showed up and it was like, oh neat, a bunch of malleable thing, thralls and and acolytes and stuff. I'm just gonna take this. Like, cool, neat. I've got my own army now. Uh, so yeah, like it's 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 interesting to try to like figure out like which hap which which way did this happen? Did the Scarlet keep did the Scarlet keep like was was Hashladoon summoned to help, or did Hashladoon show up and just take this shit? Either way, it's bad. Like yeah, the, the she says, you know, d we can't underestimate the, the hidden swarm. She knows the damage that they're capable of. Like they they she lost her ghost to these these things. She lost her eyes. Like they they thought that she was dead, and if they if they didn't know that she was dead, then like she would have been dead. So it's a good thing that they did think that she was dead. Uh, and of course she, that's, she started learning their magic and, and to like 
start thinking like a hive and start existing like a hive. And, uh, and, um, she does mention one thing said, I know that they are weak. Um, a place only, I know where they are weak, a place only mentioned in whispers, the catacombs. It is there that un, unknown shadows lurk performing the most depraved rituals imaginable. Am I correct in thinking that's where we got the cryptolith from? Uh, yes, I'm fairly certain that that is where we go to get the cryptolith. Um, and that's actually really near the base of the pyramid. Yes, that's pretty. Because I remember close to as because if if I remember correctly, and I again I'm kind of searching back through memories again. Um, I remember having to basically form it. It, <laughs> it was the old bridge forming. Like mm-hmm. you had to form a bridge, um, like fend off thralls, and then the bridge formed. And like as the bridge formed, you could see kind of as the backdrop, like on the other end of the bridge was the catacombs and was the, um, or I guess you were in the catacombs the whole time. But on the other end was where the uh, cryptolith was was kind of held, and there was a few wizards like guarding it, and a few knights and acolytes and stuff. But then like as like the skybox behind it was like you were basically at the bottom like kind of level of the pyramid ship. Whereas like everywhere else we had becoming everywhere else we had seen this pyramid ship was kind of like an upper, upper tier of it kind of towards the top looking down on it. So for it being like as low and deep into the moon as it was, um, and that close to the pyramid ship, presumably they had some type of interaction with it. But again, if the powers weren't active until shadow keep, then, you know, there really wasn't anything there. But again, we also know that the the brew the, the the hidden swarm are now the scarlet swarm uh, actually have a different coloring to them. Like they have the red um, spikes, kind of as as arm as chitin armor uh, to them. So maybe the, maybe the night maybe they have figured out how to mess with the nightmares and used it as a physical um, property. Uh, but yeah, don't know. Yeah. I- They've definitely been around the pyramid, at least in a physical space. Um, but I think, like you were saying, I, I don't think it was active necessarily for them to uh, feel its effects until we woke it up. Right. Um, I do wonder if just being in its presence, though, was enough to like enact those physical changes yeah. to them over time. Maybe. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, you, you you think about the um, Lucent Hive, the ones that are not Hive Guardians, but are still Lucent Hive that have, you know, those Acolytes still have worms in them. Oh, um, sure. And they have been, they've gone through a physical metamorphosis uh, by nature of being around the light. Like, their yep. body doesn't know what to do with light energy. So it's like encapsulating it yeah, in yeah. in their chitin. Uh and maybe something similar is happening with uh with whatever innate dark is radiating off of this pyramid. I like it. I like it a lot. So I the the one thing that I don't know if we ever interacted with this in game. May, maybe we did in a strike or something. I the nightmares didn't stay on the moon. They I uh, expanded to other areas. And I, I'm trying to rack my brain. I don't think we don't ever seen them interacted with them in that way. Yeah. Um, but 
Uh, needless to say, they did navigate to other celestial bodies. Uh, and Arisons... Oh, they totally did. The the freaking... Um, oh, my God. Dude, myth, we're dumb. We go in there all the time to test guns. The Lost Sectors. Oh, because the bosses are nightmares. The bosses are nightmares. Oh, my God. Yeah. We're dumb, dude. We go in there all the time to mess with shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Anytime Myth and I come up with like a like a, some type of like mechanic of like, oh, does this interact with this? Or how much damage is this? Is this a 22%? Is this a 12%? Like, what is this doing? The Lost Sector we use a lot is that one right in the center of Nessus because it's, you know, the transmat there and it's dropped down and you're right there, right in the front door. Uh, and th- there's nightmares in there. Yeah, the there's nightmares in there. a nightmare. There's two harpies that you kill. You get the little nightmare buff, and you can. So yeah, we've absolutely seen nightmares yeah. outside of the of the pyramid ship. Um, yeah. And I think they're in lost sectors everywhere. Like I think they're. Yeah, I, I think, I think a you're right. Lost sector that doesn't have some type of nightmare version of it. Yeah. I, at least. Yeah. I, I. You're. You're. Yeah. I don't know why it didn't strike me at like lost sector bosses. Duh. Uh, but no, so Eris, uh, comments on this, um, sending a, uh, note to Ikora this time. Um, this one's titled regarding the spread of nightmares. And Eris says this. Ikora, it's spreading. The nightmares have begun propagating on celestial bodies well beyond the moon. Is the pyramid's power growing, or have we simply overlooked how far its reach extends? Neither answer would provide much comfort. The plague of nightmares continues to grow as the pyramid exerts its influence. We may not be able to defeat the distractions, but Vanguard's support in suppressing this mounting threat could be of great use. We can provide a distraction of our own while I focus my attention where it is most desperately needed, uncovering the secrets inside the pyramid. I sense there could be a greater danger lurking in the darkness, and the pyramid may just be our key to stopping it. Every moment that goes by, we become more vulnerable, and our allies further endangered. I fear for my friends. This is the price we must pay. However, if we are to ensure a brighter future for us all, we will have to endure a darker present. But if they are trying to break me, they will have to try harder. And that's the end of that message. So again, th- this this brings up that question of, like, how far out is this influence going? Like, originally, we did really think it was central to the moon, but now, obviously, thinking of all the lost sectors, like, but then, like, when thinking about those lost sectors, the, uh, they're not reanimated old bosses. Right. Like, they're like nightmare-infected bosses. Yes. So, so, like, what does that mean? That That is an interesting question, because it's like... Because they have these... little, like... They have, like, little, like, guards that, like, once you kill them, then you get a buff that you do more damage to nightmare-infected stuff. Right. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's, like, un, 
un, unsettled nightmares or something like that. I, I don't remember. Yeah. But uh, but you can like you have to kill the guards to get the little buff to then do more damage to the nightmare infected boss. But what does it mean to be n- nightmare infected versus an actual nightmare? Yeah, and I I wonder if it's if it's like those bosses, those entities are in a frenzy via this nightmare power. If like they're experiencing their own nightmare and it's put them into like a battle frenzy for survival sure. kind of thing. Sure. Um yeah, I we're kind of I I feel like we're kind of riding that line between like it's a video game mechanic because it, <laughs> it's cool. Uh I mean, and like and there's an actual re- you know story reason for it. Sure. Uh but even Ikora's like I don't fucking know what the fuck is going on. Like <laughs> figure this shit out, Ikora. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting to think though that the pyramid would have that either its power was expanding or it it just it has that far of a reach and it just takes time for it to start to have an influence on on the outer edges of its abilities cuz if we think of if we think of it in terms of a distance right the the pyramid ship uh, is on the moon um there are, there are nightmare versions in the EDZ um as well as the cosmodrome now yeah um, nessus there uh, are ones on nessus um were there ones on on Mars or Mercury when they were active or Io? I don't remember. I don't remember. I feel it's been so like long. I don't they're... think Io. For yeah, some reason, Io, I remember not. being taken and stuff like that. I don't remember there being a nightmare one on, on Io. There might have been maybe in the one where the old Whisper of the Worm uh, starting point was. Yeah. That lost sector, maybe. I don't I don't, I don't think anything in the Dreaming City is a nope. nightmare boss. Nothing in the Dreaming City is a nightmare um, boss. That's all taken. There were definitely nightmare bosses oh, in the Tangled there. Shore when they when that was around. Um, so yeah, so I'm hmm. well. Nessus is a is a dwarf planet between Saturn and uh, Neptune, I think. Either between Saturn and Neptune or between Saturn and Jupiter. I don't remember where its orbit actually lies, but uh, but yeah. So if it's reaching as far out as Nessus, like that's, that's well beyond. Quite a ways. I mean, that's that's shit. That's borderline Neomuna. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah yeah uh so yeah so i i again i don't remember if there were ones on titan or not it, but it doesn't matter of all that the point is it's reaching the entire soul system so like its power has and and if we think of nezarek too like again kind of jumping timelines jumping forward a bunch to lightfall like nezarek's power starts permeating the minds of neomuna and right. i'm curious of because is that because his consciousness is that close to his old pyramid ship that now it's like amplifying it more and more and more and more. That um, could definitely be part of it. And, and actually that, that system there, that network, as far as we know, uh, again, maybe it's just cause video game, but if we, if we take it at face value from a narrative perspective, like those nightmares are still in those lost sectors. So yeah we could take that to mean that that pyramid ship is still as active as it has ever been. (laughs) I mean, the, the, the nightmares are still there. Like when you go visit Eris, like all those nightmares are still there. Like everywhere you go on the moon, nightmares are everywhere. So presumably that power is just continuously active. So it would make sense that once Nezarek gets 
in range for whatever's left of him to reconnect, that that could absolutely be a conduit for him to Neomuna. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Eris um, kind of denotes each of the kind of boss nightmares that show up on the moon uh, that we have to uh, defeat as part of those nightmare hunts. Um, so the next one that she kind of comments on is Fogoth the Untamed. Uh, and this is another letter to Mara. And it goes like this. Abomination the Untamed. Spawn of Crota. That's what we called him. Fogoth was a creature bred for one purpose. Destruction. The hidden swarm kept this ogre alive through foul rituals of rebirth, chained up in the summoning pits, its unnatural existence a reminder of the threat the swarm poses. Yet seeing its visage has sparked an unexpected emotion within me. Pity. I, too, know the pain of having to lead an existence you no longer want. The monster should have died and been forgotten. Instead, it had to live a life of indentured servitude. Sometimes I feel the same. Though duty is my oath and privilege, I can't help but feel trapped by the endless cycle of the fight. Will it all be worth it in the end? Will I ever know peace? Perhaps the nightmares are weighing on me more than I'd care to admit. As these thoughts flood my mind and cloud my judgment, even still I remain steadfast in our mission, my queen. Your endless support drives me, and for that, I am thankful. That's the end of that message. So Fogoth, again, uh, D1 boss uh, for a strike. Um, another fantastic one. Like, yeah. I absolutely love that one. Um, and that was actually uh, the area, and maybe that was, maybe that was the area in D2. No, because the moon didn't exist in D2, so you couldn't have, or the moon didn't exist yet in D2 until Shadowkeep, so it couldn't have been. Yeah. Uh, so that was the original location of the original Jade Rabbit uh, emblem. Uh, was in was inside that that area. I mm-hmm. I don't know why I remember that. I just remember that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, fantastic boss, um, giant ogre. Um, its its crit spot instead of being its eyeball was its belly. Uh, um, kind of like yeah. The, um, oh, what's the, what's the Taken King one? uh golgoroth golgoroth yes that's it yep um so yeah that's it, it again fantastic boss uh but here you know she talks about how the the hidden swarm just kept him alive just kept rebirthing him over and over again and kept him chained there like it this thing should have died years ago but for whatever reason they just kept him alive uh but now he's brought back as a nightmare so presumably, um, the events of us killing him in the strike 
um, similar to, to Omnigool, because Omnigool was another one of the, the hunts. Um, uh, he is canonically dead, and um, the nightmare is the 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 nightmare uh, protocol of the pyramid ship has brought him back life, and now we have to put him down again. Yeah, and we get um, an interesting peek into Eris's kind of mental state at this point. I uh, and it, it's it's one of those things where I appreciate even more where she has ended up, like how the character arc she has taken to get to where she is in the current, uh, you know, current story. When we read something like this and, and she talks about like, there are times where she just, she feels like she's only alive because she has an obligation to be alive to, to continue. I, and feels like she should have, died and been forgotten long ago um and the the question of you know will it all be worth it will i ever know what peace is um and then for some of the more recent lore entries for her to talk about like i have found peace and now i'm trying to find happiness i is just like shit it she she has (laughs) been been through some shit man it it just it makes it extra fulfilling to and and like satisfying as the audience yeah. member to see where she came from knowing where she is now i'm telling you hive mommy heiress vengeance form is that's her truest form and that is the form that i worship and she is amazing as such form not at all where I was going with that. I'm, but, I'm just know, saying, vengeance. Their own. Vengeance, Eris Morn is the best Eris Morn, and I love her for that. <laughs> but so she continues uh, with another letter to Mara. This time regarding our favorite five bosses in the game. Yay, uh, <laughs> Tanix the Scarred, uh, or at least the Nightmare of Tanix. Um, So she writes a letter saying this. Loyalty to the highest bidder is no loyalty at all. The fallen mercenary Tanix the Scarred has appeared. It is a nightmare, I believe, though it is hard to say with Tanix. He was assumed defeated by guardians during the Siva conflict. Although he has come back from the dead so many times that I feel uncertain. All I am sure of is that the nightmares are growing stronger. They challenge my fortitude in a way I haven't experienced since my time in the Hellmouth. Tanix has changed in many respects over the years. He has enlisted the technology of the fallen. Vex and humans to alter himself out of necessity. He is a survivor, much like myself. Never in all my years did I think I would waver in my opinion of him. Yet here I stand, sympathetic 
to a being who doesn't understand the meaning of the word. I sometimes question what kept me in the hellmouth. Was I truly trapped there, or was I keeping myself there? Was it a self-imposed exile for the disastrous attempt at assassinating Crota? Was I a prisoner of my own making, doing penance for my mistakes? No, that can't be right. Tanix is a lawless murderer, with no moral code or ethics. There was that period, I'm sure you recall, where it was assumed Cade Six had slain him, yet he returned, only to bring down Andal Brask in cold blood. Despicable. This is not me. I am no murderer. I fight for something better alongside all the guardians of light. This mission becomes more arduous by the day, but I am resolute in my cause. And that's the end of that message. So Tanix is the one boss out of all of them that kind of like makes me question how the nightmare stuff works. So, on the surface, the nightmare stuff works off of memories, things that are dead. Um, it, it's, it's a combination of the two. Like, you know, it's Crota, it's Omnigul, it's Fogoth. It's, it's things that have died, and now the nightmare, is, the nightmare things is, like, forcing us to deal with it. Tanix, so again, I'm going to tr- kind of go through a, a miniature timeline. Uh, Tanix... Uh, Cade Six killed. Tanix comes back, kills Andal Brask. Cade Six kills him again. Tanix comes back. We kill him as a strike boss. He's dead. He comes back as a taken strike boss. We kill him again. He's dead. That's all D1. Pre D1 and D1. Then in D2, the first iteration we see of him is here's the nightmare. We kill him. And then in Beyond Light, he's a raid boss. And we, he's alive, and we kill him. So the thought that the nightmares are only affecting things that are dead, Tannis kind of throws a little bit of a monkey wrench in it. Well, I don't necessarily think the nightmares care if the thing is dead or not. I'm starting to believe that more and more. I, I really did truly only think that it was dead things, but I, I think you're right. I think it's just like... Whatever is the most traumatizing thing yeah. that they can manifest, it's just going to do that. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it only cares about what is in the victim's memory, sure. whether that memory is of something alive or dead. It doesn't matter. It's just if that can be, if that memory can be a nightmare, it turns it into one. And most of our nightmares are the terrible things we've fought. <laughs> right. Uh, so I, I think that's how Tanix fits into things. Because the only the only other time that, and again, this is kind of like a, I don't know, this is a this is a <laughs> a fucky logic uh, is Aldrin and Crow when he has his nightmare. I mean, technically, right. yes, Aldrin died 
And so technically, yes, the nightmare of Aldrin is following that logic, but the body of said person is right there in front of him. That's the, that's who he's fighting with is himself essentially. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, I th- I'm starting to think more and more that you are right. I, that it's, it's not, I don't think the nightmare cares that, that the entity that it's proje- projecting is dead. It's just looking for that, that highest level of trauma to be like, deal with this. And so, like, for it to be Crota, you know, the killer of thousands, for it to be Tanix, the guy who can't seem to die, like, that just makes sense now that it is the entities that it is. Yeah, and it's also interesting that um, Eris is, in a lot of these cases, like, kind of comparing herself to these entities yeah um or at least through through the struggles they have gone through she's like tanix is an awful awful thing but he has out of necessity altered himself to survive similar to how she had to do with her eyes uh you know fogoth was this you know it was an awful thing. Again, it was a, it was a terrible enemy to fight that had no remorse for what it was doing, but it was also like kept going far beyond its time. Um, and it's just, she's, she's starting to draw similarities between pieces of these things and herself. And in some cases, like, it's kind of on the edge if she's going a bad route with those similarities, but it, it seems like near the end, she always comes back on like almost learning a lesson from them. Yeah. Uh, from like, you know, Which I can identify what... the similarity, but that does not make me like them. Right. And I think that's the, the whole time during shadow keep. She's trying to portray that to us. Yeah. Like accept these nightmares for what they are. And then, and then again, jumping timelines again, to um season of the haunted each one of those weeks that we did those missions like the first week was like a breakdown of like oh god i'm horrible for what this nightmare is telling me and then like the next week was like hey maybe i'm not so horrible maybe i need to learn how to like accept my nightmare and that's that's what that's the what ever since eris has first um introduced to these nightmares that's what she's been trying to kind of convey to us the guardians and everyone in the destiny universe of like these nightmares exist it's you can't let them define who you are like you can't you can't use the you you can use them as like a learning step of a of a like okay how what did this do to affect me how do i stop that from affecting me or how do i help let that affect me in a positive way rather than being a controlling thing and for these to be physical nightmares now in front of you it's it's harder and harder to like like look away from or like turn away from and be like no i this was a bad thing that happened to me but i need to learn from it i need to change and better myself because of this bad thing that happened to me yeah so i <clears throat> she continues save with another nightmare that we have to deal with uh this one being uh one that actually has some relation to Queen Mara, that being Skolas. You fight Skolas. <laughs> they are dead. You are not. not. 
I, I, I admit, I, I too truly wish uh, Challenge of Elders would come to D two. I would, I, I miss that. That that was a fun little experience in D one. It was, it was. Uh, but no. So one of the other nightmares that uh, is in the nightmare hunts, and I, the nightmare hunts are still around. I think so. If you they ever are. were yep. so inclined, you could do some of these. Because I believe they still have the time trials that are available for the um, triumphs. Yeah, yeah, I I believe so. I, uh, but yeah, so Skolas is another one of the nightmares. Um, Eris writes again to Mara, uh, who kind of has a vested uh, interest in Skolas things, uh, and says this: "The Kell of Kells, Skolas, a true nightmare if ever I've seen one." I apologize, my queen, if the mention of his name unearths any foul memories. I know the toll it took on the Awoken when he waged his unholy war on the reef, rallying the House of Wolves in an uprising that saw the loss of so many Awoken lives. We mourn them still to this day. Skolas's ambition was nothing if not relentless. In certain regards, I almost respect his sense of duty to his people. He was ruthless in his quest to lead his followers to glory. After his final revolt inside the prison of elders, guardians banded together to thwart him once and for all. Until today, when the darkness summoned a nightmare of him. I fear we may some day find ourselves in Skolas's place, shackled and bound, deprived of our friends and followers. Yet we cannot abandon hope, no matter how freeing it would be, to just give in to the darkness to give up, to feel no more pain. No, Skolas was grueling to defeat. We must be the same. We too shall adapt and become ruthless in hopes of staving off the darkness. I feel the same sense of dedication to my people that Skolas felt for his. Death itself will have to claim me to end my campaign. The weight of this mission is not overwhelming, though it feels heavier with each step forward. I will carry on. And that's the end of that message. So again, uh, Skolas, um, we we cover him a lot in our... um, Elixir series, uh, as well as the House of Wolves and stuff, but kind of like a mini timeline. Uh, House of Wolves uh, is on its way to Battle of Six Fronts. Has just so happens to pass through the reef. The Queen says, Mm-mm, "Not happening." Blips half their forces out of existence, uh, and then proceeds to like enslave the rest of them. Skolas retreats, disappears, uh, but again keeps kind of like hitting the reef in, in little battles here and there. Um, and then we don't interact with him a- until the House of Wolves uh, DLC for D1. Uh, 
where we he is trying to proclaim himself Kel of Kells, and we chase him throughout the 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 soul system. Uh, we end up at the top of the um, God. I wish I could remember what it was. I think it's the top of the Ishtar Collective Tower above the uh, on yeah, Venus. Yeah, I think so. Um, and he's he's literally using like the Vex network to like pour in as many Elixir forces as we can. We finally take him down. We recapture him. We chain him up in the prison of elders. He tries to you know do his prison break stuff, and you know, Varix six six us on him, and you know we kill him, and then that becomes the one of the challenge of elders uh, was to kill Skolas over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so canonically he is dead, and now. It, it, again, kind of going off that theme of of dead things, but again, I, I I I keep reverting to that just because everything that we f- we face as a nightmare is dead except for Tanix. Um, but I, again, it's it's just he he was that powerful of a thing. Like he was, she even Eris even says says here, Skolas was grueling to defeat to to defeat. Like it sucked trying to defeat him. Um, like we have to do the same. We we have to be grueling to defeat like we we have to keep fighting on like we have to get it to a yeah. point where like darkness cannot cannot bow to us like we just keep going we keep going so yeah it's it's um she keeps like uh, she she's still on that pattern of like kind of comparing herself to these entities that 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 uh are being presented as nightmares to us yep uh and the the next uh the next couple actually um are all kind of in the same vein um so the next one here is uh gall i and again eris wasn't around uh anywhere near us for the red war um but definitely felt the effects as all guardians did of being cut off from uh from the light although i guess maybe she didn't she maybe you very uniquely didn't <laughs> necessarily feel the effect she was uh, kind of already cut off from the light huh yeah though i i have to believe that like she had to have felt something she, yeah like something e- even if you can't call upon its powers it just how, be that connected to it and right. then, like kind of not be but still sort of be like again the only other time that i can remember like her being that close to the light was when uh, Crow took her out into the field, out out near I think the the shard of the traveler, and like summoned a golden gun, and he let her put her hand around his and like pull the trigger a few times. Like yep. that was the closest she had been to the light since like ever, and it was, she actually smiled and like it made her feel giddy again. So I don't know, maybe she really was disconnected fully from the light, but maybe so. I, I don't know, man. Maybe she felt something. But uh, but needless to say. She knows of Gaul and what he did, uh, at the very least. And so she writes another letter to Mara when Gaul, unsurprisingly, is a nightmare that shows up. Uh, probably, I mean, of any of them, I could see Gaul being like our guardian's nightmare at this time. I think so. Because... He personally kicked us off his ship from orbit. Like we plummeted (laughs) and created a crater in the city and barely walked away from it. Because I I think as many times and as many opportunities have as guardians have had to, you know, be under threat of a permanent death 
Absolutely. I don't think our guardian certainly has ever felt powerless until that moment. Like there's, there's a difference between feeling powerful, even when there's a risk of things going wrong versus feeling truly like helpless in a situation for the first time in ever. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so Needless to say, I I think Gaul is probably our nightmare or the Guardian's nightmare, at least for post uh, this this soon after the Red War. Uh, but she pens another letter to Mara um, saying this. The Red War was not so long ago. The nightmare of Gaul is an unwelcome reminder of the slaughter we faced. Many of us are still rebuilding after the atrocities committed by this murderous fiend. He orchestrated one of the greatest tragedies our people have endured when he tried to steal the Traveler for himself and harness its light, destroying our homes and the tower, massacring thousands of innocents in the process. Gaul's most odious transgression was not his attempted theft at the Traveler, nor his part in the Speaker's death, but his profane, self-aggrandized fantasy that he would be chosen to receive the Traveler's light. It would amuse me to think this brute, who excelled only at betrayal and subterfuge, would ever be worthy of the Traveler's light, had his misguided campaign not led to so much senseless bloodshed. Light stands for self-sacrifice and devotion. Light is the hope of a peaceful, harmonious world. Gaul sought only power. He would never have been chosen for the light. I often wonder whether I was chosen, or whether I made a choice in my journey through this life. Did fate make me, or did I make my own fate? I cannot say with great certainty one way or the other. I can only assert that I choose what I feel to be right in any given moment, and hope I made the right choice. I was relieved when Gaul was defeated by the might of the Guardians and destroyed by the Traveler's light. It was reaffirming. I spare no pity for Gaul, as he was a wretched creature who got what he deserved. His rage-fueled quest for power will not prove our greatest test. I dread what whatever comes creeping out of the darkness next will dwarf the devastation Gaul brought forth. We must steel ourselves for what lies inside the pyramid. And that's the end of that message. So, you know, Gaul, obviously, I, I think you're right, very much our personal guardian's nightmare, because, like, to be lightless, to be powerless felt, it, it was crippling. Um, 
And she's absolutely right. Right, like some people and places are still re- rebuilding. Hell, the tower's still under construction. Like you go to the tower yeah. now and you look up to it, it's still being fucking built. Like this, this has been a hot second, guys. Like what crew is working on this? That job you know, went I, to bid, and they took I'm the lowest telling, one. I'm telling you, this is a government contract that's going on <laughs> in this thing. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> shit. <laughs> that 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 messed me up, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, still still kind of dealing with with that today. Um, and it's it's I I have to laugh because she you know she she says the line like did fate make me or did I make my own fate? Well, guardians make their own fate, but she's not really a guardian anymore. Like right. She's not a light. I mean, I guess she's still a guardian, but she's not a light bearer. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she. We know that you know. Eventually, she learns the power of stasis, and presumably strand. But uh, she definitely resonates with stasis uh, um, through uh, the Beyond Light campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and and I like what she says here. I I can only assert that I choose what I feel to be right in any given moment, and hope that I made the right choice. I mean, that's all any of us ever do. Yeah, in any choice any person ever makes in life, it, you make whatever choice you feel is the right choice, and you just you just hope, you just hope and pray that it is the right choice. Like, I mean, you do the best with what you're with what you're given, and and I definitely think out of everyone in the Destiny universe, Eris has done that. And yeah, through through every so. every intera- iteration that she's gone through, every every interaction, everything she's gone through, she's taken what she's been handed and just done the best with it, and just said, "I'm gonna keep going." Like that's that's what's gonna happen. And then of course at the end here, um, and I, and I love everything she says about Gaul throughout the whole thing of like, you know, there's no way that he was ever going to be right. Light. Like <laughs> light is about self devotion and bravery and self sacrifice, like. It's 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 the hope of a peaceful, harmonious, harmonious world. There's no fucking way Gaul would ever be given the light. There's no way. Like the only way he could get the light was to steal it. Like, and even then, like that's just false light. It's not. He's just using a machine to channel it through to another machine. Like that's all that that would ever happen there. And but at the end, uh, you know, she says, "I dread whatever comes creeping out of the darkness next." will dwarf the devastation that Gaul brought forth, the, the devastation being the loss of light um, to us, the Guardians. And she says, we must steal ourselves for what lies inside the pyramid, talking about the pyramid there on the moon. I think her, her statement still rings true to, to, to today. Oh, yeah. I think we must steal ourselves for whatever lies inside the Traveler. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's going to be even more fucked up than what we were dealing with with Gaul. Yeah, no, it's it's kind of funny, like steal ourselves for what's within the pyramid. I mean, although it's not what she's referring to here, the witness was in a pyramid until he showed up and yeah. went in the travelers. Like, yeah, it's, it's still kind of a true kinda, statement. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so another one of the nightmares that shows up that she comments on is Zydron, the gate Lord. Uh, which is a fun one because this is, I'm pretty sure, the Gate Lord that we killed in the Destiny One campaign, vanilla campaign. That's what I thought. To get access to uh, the Black Garden. This is the one that, like, we go to old, we go to Mara, and we're like, "Hey, what do we do?" And Aldrin steps forth, and he's like, "Bring us the head of a Gate Lord," and we're we're like, 
what do you want with it? And we're like, I don't want it, but you're not going to survive to get it. And then we bring it back to him and it's like, eh, who cares? And all it was was just like a game to him. But I think you're right. I think this was the original Gate Lord to the Black Garden, which I think is technically not dead because it's a Vex. Like they could just right. resummon and rebuild him. So again, kind of poking holes in my idea that it is just dead things. Because this is absolutely one of the nightmares. So yeah, I mean, and Vex are. It's funny, like, Vex always seem like a non-issue, but Vex are really, truly the most terrible thing in the entire <laughs> universe. But yeah. because they have all the inf- the the infinity that is time, like to us, they're perceived as a non-threat. They're they're a very slow, immovable force, yeah. a very slow, unstoppable force. Uh, to the point where it's like we got bigger fish to fry. We'll worry about them later. Yeah, uh, but they're still going. Like they're still doing what That's Vex what I'm do. Saying. Like it's there's still an issue. Like, hey, the house is on fire. Well, the the light sockets aren't working. Well, the house is on fire. Let's deal with that first. Right. But the light sockets still don't work. Like it's. <laughs> that's that might be another problem we need to do uh, we'll deal with it when we get there okay oh but uh but no so zydron the gate lord um again another letter to mara uh and eris says this i find myself unexpectedly empathizing with the vex gate lords The machine's sole purpose lies in defending their realm, a noble and relatable cause. I employ that same sense of duty. It is what drives me in our crusade against the darkness and allows me to persevere even when I feel pushed past my limits, much as I do now. I will not lie to you, my queen. The very fabric of my mind feels twisted and frayed. I have always sensed something inherently dark in regard to the Vex. Specifics elude me for now, but I believe it warrants further scrutiny should we survive this ordeal. The ancient protectors of the Black Garden are rumored to contain code, not coordinates to a place, but potentially a key to time itself. Perhaps we can harness that code and erase the horrors of the past. We could save ourselves from the suffering and pain we're being forced to confront. It sounds weak. To hope for something so impossible, but trying to reconcile the distress has caused a lesion that I fear will never heal. The past has come back to torment me. For those I love, I will make sacrifices. But will there be anything left of me afterward? And that's the end of that message. I love that Eris just says the exact same thing that we just did. <laughs> I've always yeah. sensed something inherently dark in, in regard to the Vex. I don't know what it is, and we should probably do something about it. Eh, if we survive. Yeah. We'll deal with it when we get there. <laughs> Thanks, Eris. Cool. Yeah. 
cool. I do we're, like we're the idea the of that. Yeah, yeah. We, we we're at least we're at least talking all the same language. We're like we know the banks are bad. We'll deal with it when we get there. Uh, like let's let's deal with all the problems going on right now. We got the witness right here in front of our face. We'll deal with that. Then maybe when we get when we have time, we'll deal with the banks. Uh, but she does bring up an interesting point here, which is probably why Aldrin sent us after this thing in the first place. Um, the ancient protections of the Black Garden are rumored to contain code, not to a place, but time. Like, how to actually kind of traverse time. And, of course, we know, we as, as the players now have, a, I feel like, a better understanding of how Vex time travel work. It's not that they're traveling time. It's that all the information is getting uploaded and downloaded across all Vex, across all exists existence all at the same time mm-hmm. so they don't perceive time at all it's all just an instantaneous de- upload download thing so again if we could do that we could presumably access information to our past selves and then say hey maybe don't send a fire team of six into the hellmath you're going to turn into eris but then like does that fuck with the timeline like what is what does that mean for us in the present like are we are we are where we are because of events that have happened and if we screw with said events you know if we go back in 1955 and make our mom fall in love with us like do we start erasing from time maybe if we have a delorean and stuff i don't know um yeah it's it's time time travel is fucky it's <laughs> it's it's an interesting thing no creating paradoxes though we can't do that yeah no none of that now I, I do think it's a little um I, I don't know how much Eris knows about the Vex, so she may not understand necessarily sure. how they work. I it it's interesting to see Eris here be like I could just go back in time and fix everything. Yeah. I yeah. like I I where, where feel she says we could harness that code and erase the horrors of the past. Like, right. Yeah, like sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Yes. And no. Like, I, I feel like the heiress today would take that statement to be, I don't want to say a cop out, but kind of a cop sure. out. No, absolutely. Um, False hope. Like, yeah. Like the, the heiress of the, of today, I would, would see that as, as a silly thing to hope for. You yeah. Know? I think the heiress of today like accepts what she's gone through and been like, okay, how do I use that to better myself? Oh, absolutely. Whereas absolutely. like looking at, looking at this statement, like, like if she were to take this statement for what it was and be like, oh no, I need to erase all that. No, I don't, we don't want to go through all that suffering and pain. No, no, no. The heiress of today is like that suffering and pain fuels me. Like that fuels my vengeance. That, that suffering and pain is why I am where I am now and why I was able to, um, and I'm going to put this in quotations, but defeat Zivu Arath. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think she would see that as a cop-out uh, statement. So her next uh, letter, um, and second to last regarding individual nightmares. Uh, this one is about the fanatic, Fickrel. Um, who again is one of those like is dead but canonically keeps coming back to life uh via whatever aldrin did to him originally i was gonna say because he's even alive like now now yeah like he's the one that sent the stuff to the dungeon 
to like investigate. Right. And, and there was a statement, I don't remember where exactly, but there was a statement I remember from uh, like a Vanguard report that canonically the reason why we kept running the strike where Fickrel was the, was the end boss was because we had to keep killing him because he just kept resurrecting. And like, yep. that was the only way to deal with him was just keep throwing people at him to make yep. sure he was dead before he could do anything dramatic. Um, so, and then he disappeared at some point and like, no one knew where he went. I, so th- this is another kind of interesting dead, but not really dead. Right. Another entity of like kind of poking holes in the whole thing that like only nightmares, nightmares yeah. can only be of dead things. Yeah. But, uh, but again, Eris doesn't have a direct connection to the fanatic. Um, but she's got some thoughts on him as well as the, uh, Elixir, Elixir in general. Um, so this one again, Tamara says, I have now seen Fickrel, the fanatic, the scorned baron, brainwashed into subjugation by your brother, a puppet in Aldrin's scheme to open a gateway to the dreaming city. The appearance of his nightmare begs even bigger questions. Why him? What is the pyramid implying? I often ruminate on the fallen. They are a fascinating people. A once great society, now reduced to wasted potential, destroyed by the darkness. Who can say what they might have achieved before their downward spiral into scavenging and piracy? Is this to be my legacy, too? Am I fated to fail a pawn to the whims of the dark? If that is what the nightmare of Fickrel represents, what choice am I left with? I have already been stripped of my light. It would be easy for the darkness to take me if I let it. Do I dare? If we lose this coming battle, surely we're to suffer the same fate as the fallen being cast aside, aimless, and gagging on our lost hopes and ideals. It is growing harder to find the light. And that's the end of that message. The Fallen very much are, are the closest thing that we have to an understanding of what a collapse would look like to us yeah. uh, post-receiving the light, because that's what happened to them. They had their golden age. It collapsed. The darkness came and killed, like destroyed their planet, destroyed Reese. Um, they then we come along and we start kicking in there. Like they're just trying to find a place to live, albeit like they resorted to piracy in doing so. So kind of not really going about the right way of doing it. Um, and then we just start kicking in teeth, and we just start killing all of their heads of houses. Um, th- th- I I still don't really truly understand why, <laughs> other than we're dicks. <laughs> Like, I get that they were pirates and they, like, tried to, like, band together and kill all of us. So I guess it's like a, we're just doing it in defense. But still, like, maybe we should have just stopped at the defense portion. which is like, okay, we, we stopped them. Like, we're good. We didn't have to, like, go through and kill all their heads of state and then 
kill all of those follow-up heads of state that tried to fill the void and then kill the third. Like we're killing so many tiers of heads of state that there's just, we're, we're, we're now we're just killing dudes. We're killing just like, you know, dudes of houses that, that just, that's it. So yeah, it's, yeah, I think we went a little far with, with the fallen. Um, and I think they get the point now, now that they're all kind of fallen that I, I feel like all fallen are under two, one of two banners. And the one banner I think is now just like gone. Uh, one being house of light and the other being house salvation. And yeah. I think how salvation is pretty much washed up. Like that they're a non entity now. Yeah. I mean, um, Aramis has, yeah, she's abandoned. abandoned them. She's left. Yeah. She said, I'm, I'm done. Like I, I couldn't defeat anything. I couldn't kill the great machine. I, I just want to go be with my wife and, and, and mother of my kids. And that's it. I'm just going to watch the universe blink out. Like, I'm done. I'm done fighting. I'm done caring. I just, I'm out. I do. I, <laughs> I don't know why, but I really like her mentality in that point of just like, I'm done. This shit has just, this is too goddamn hard. I quit. I'm going home. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. That's it. I'm just going to watch it all play out from now on. Uh, but yeah, like even, even thinking of Fickrel, like obviously this is, the, she's like what you're saying, like Eris never had to deal with Fickrel. And so this is kind of the first time seeing him. And it's an, and it's an interesting thing of like, why, why is Fickrel something that is alive that is still a threat to the, to the current, like at the point of time of this, um, uh, of this lore book coming out, that strike is still active. We're still actively killing him on a right. daily basis. And so like. Why? Why Fickrel? Why? What's what's the point of showing him as a nightmare? Is it to show that like, you know, there there's something there that's that's constantly going to be there, or is it because of the 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 similarities between the Elixni and us? Like, I mean, Tanix is kind of under the same banner, but now we have Fickrel who is tied to the darkness now. Like, this is yeah, this is a this is kind of a scary thing. Like, what what does this mean? Yeah, and I I think a theme here um, with these letters has been Eris has been putting up a very strong front, uh, a very like, you know, it's difficult, but I'll keep I'll keep going. You know, it's a heavy burden, but I'll carry on. It's, you know, and she's taking lessons away from each of these. And now this, I think, is a really, really the first one where like that hasn't happened it's it's almost like she's starting to spiral into she doesn't necessarily believe she can 100 percent do it anymore yeah oh yeah i and and we see that in game as well during the campaign like she becomes more erratic and more um aggressive in general uh during the during this time and uh it all culminates in um the next one which is crota regarding crota son of oryx the nightmare of crota i but before i uh, reading that one i just want to touch on she at this point you know it would be easy for the darkness to take me if i let it do i dare i think this heiress right now in this lore book is the heiress that would have eventually led to Elsie's dark future if she stayed that way. 
Like she was, she just spiraled into such negativity, almost willing to right on the edge of willing to just give in to the dark. Um, like, yeah, I think if Eris had made some different choices during shadow keep, we would have had the dark future essentially. Well, and there was even that scene, uh, where she, she goes up, I think, I think it's, yeah, it had to have been inside the pyramid because she goes yep. up to the statue where the where the the device that the other end of it is connected inside the black garden and it's calling to it like it's trying to communicate out and that's what it, eventually how we get uh, divinity. Yep. Um, when she goes up to that statue and like touches it and like stasis starts to kind of form and she like turns towards the camera and gets that like slight smirky grin of like I have found power and it's like. What the fuck did right. that mean? Like, what? She didn't say a single word. Just had that. Like, she starts to touch it, and she like recoils a bit, and then like touches it, and like almost embraces it, and is like, "I have found a power I can use." And I, you know, at the time, it was like, "Hold the shit on!" Like, what? No, Eris, bad, bad Eris, <laughs> yeah. don't touch. Uh, but now we 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 fully understand that of like it, her touching the darkness and being able to wield it was her way of of being able to wield some type of power again yeah and that's and that's all it truly was for her like she didn't she didn't mind that it was like she was starting to see that she could ride the gray she could be dark she and and not go completely dark the way that elsie warned of yeah she she was wielding it it was not wielding her yeah at that point yeah um but no, so but before she gets to like that state of mental fortitude to be able to do that, um, she gets very near a breaking point uh, with this letter to Mara about the nightmare of Crota. Um, so this one goes like this. The worst is upon us. I'm afraid. Struggling to control my emotions, my queen. But it is not fear that provokes me. Uncontrollable rage fills me as the nightmare of Crota returns to taunt me for my failures once again. I am always failing. The countless lives taken during the great disaster my fire team, and my own lost humanity. They have all come rushing back. I am trying in vain to stop a waterfall with a tree branch. I am overwhelmed. I fail again. The eater of hope laid waste to world after world in pursuit of the traveler. My friends, his sword stole their light, their light. There was never a path to forgiveness with Crota. He had to be eradicated. The peace I felt learning of his demise at the hands of guardians was immeasurable. I took pleasure in his death. I relished in it. The darkness will win. I can sense it already. 
I swore I would go on. I can no longer swear this. Always failing. Relieve me. And that's the end of that message. Dude, this, this is a sad one. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like, this is, this is the, this is pretty near the bottom of the spiral. I yeah. <laughs> she just straight up, like, like I mean, it, well, the crazy thing, she calls it, the darkness will win. Totally yeah. <laughs> like, she called yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's like, nope, I'm just gonna, like, I, I guess I must be doomed to fail. Like, I can't stop it from happening. So, yeah, I, I tap out. Come relieve me. Like, I'm done. Holy cow. Dude, having to relive, the, like, and that's, I think that's the big thing, too, is for it to be Crota, of all things, to have been brought back. Yeah. Like, that, that, what, like, she was so overjoyed that, that Crota was taken down. Uh, cause she was the one that sent us on that mission back in the dark below in that, in that expansion. And so for her to learn of his demise was like the greatest thing ever. And then of course, then, you know, a year later, Oryx shows up and it's like, Oh shit, <laughs> this is the thing you've been warning us about. Like, okay, I guess we'll deal with that now. And then to see Oryx fall to the, our hands, like she was overwhelmed with that. Like this was great. This was, this was the greatest thing that ever happened to her. And now to have it come back and she's just like, I, I, I can't, I can't deal with this. This is too much. Like, yeah. I, I'm out, tap out. I, she, she's, she's, she's taking her ball and she's going home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but needless to say, we assist Eris not only in kind of reconciling with the nightmares of her fire team by gathering their, uh, previous belongings, like relics of them, and bring them to her. Um, but also by destroying the various nightmares that have appeared uh, and carrying out the, the rest of the campaign. Uh, after the pyramid is available, like after they know the method to get in, uh, Eris sends one final i guess two final letters but it's one lore entry um this one titled regarding the pyramid and the first part of this it says undelivered deleted message and eris sends this or would have sent if she hadn't thought better of it uh this to the queen I am at a loss. Never before have I felt so hopeless, so adrift, so tempted. Forgive me for my words, but I understand the allure of the darkness. It is quite a powerful sensation to feel so free of care. My fractured mind thrills at the prospect of recklessly abandoning hope. I cannot say I didn't want it to take me. I was weak. I see this now. I may have faltered, but I endure. Do not mistake my weakness for betrayal. There are more pressing concerns. And that's the end of the deleted message. I, And then the message that she 
actually sends to Mara is this. It is coming, my queen. It's coming for us. We have been manipulated. We are right where it wants us. The darkness orchestrated its plan magnificently. The nightmares were so impeccably calculated to draw us in, make us vulnerable, and leave us exposed. The darkness plans to use us. We are to do its bidding. I do not know how to stop it. I detect no fear on the part of our nemesis. We aren't even a concern. We pose no threat. The darkness needs a reason to fear our light, and I intend to provide it. I have been inside. I have nothing but beautiful and violent words for my report. I will meet you at your throne. That message was actually delivered to Mara. Uh, Another message was sent to Ikora, which was also delivered. Uh, And the message to Ikora says this. After all that has transpired, I must share my findings with you, for you have remained steadfast and supported of, of me where others lacked faith. Having faced so many of the demons that haunted me, I finally feel a sense of closure on the horizon. Pain is something that never truly goes away. It is something you live with, hoping it makes you stronger as you learn to cope. You cannot bury it, nor hide from it. There is power in acknowledging it. That is how we will win. Despair not. Our purpose is good and true. I will not be weighed down in the dark by my past, my mistakes, or my trauma. Instead, I will use them, and they will lift me up into the light. And that is the end of the lore entry, as well as this lore book. So yeah, I think the first one, the the deleted one, like... She she really she like that was it like she was like, I, darkness has taken me. I'm dead. I this cool. Bye. Like, <laughs> yeah. Please please don't uh, please don't look at it as a portrayal. Just deal with everything else in the universe. There are more pressing concerns. Like I'll 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 live on. It's whatever. I don't care. But then she I think I think the second one, uh, the the one that she delivers to the queen. I think she has that same vision that is shown to us, you know, that it's coming for us. Like we've been manipulated. This thing put us, we're right where it wants us. Everything about this has just been perfect. Like it, it has done exactly what it wanted it. We have done exactly what the darkness wanted us wanted us to do. Um, and, and, you know, she says the darkness plans to use us. We're to do its bidding. I don't know how to stop it. 
um, the the darkness has no fear. Like we we're we're not we aren't even a concern. We pose no threat. The darkness is so assured that it's going to kill all of us. And so she retorts back with, "The darkness needs a reason to fear our light, and I intend to provide it." So she's gonna go fuck some shit up on her own. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. let's go, Eris. Like let's let's go. Uh, then of course she does confirm there. You know, I've been inside. I have nothing but beautiful and violent words for my report. I'll meet you at your throne. And of course, she um, presumably delivers all the all the info that she's cons- that she's seen in there. She talks to the to Mara about you know it is not we are not your enemy, we are not your friend, we are your salvation. Presumably, mm-hmm. she shows all that to her. Um, shows her the device that's been calling from the Black Garden. Like, hey, here's this thing calling out. Maybe we're going to try to follow it. Like, whatever. Um, so yeah, like it. It's very much like the first one. Very much seems like she's giving up, and then it's almost like she thinks for a second. She's like. Okay, well, this thing's coming for us, and it doesn't even care. Like it, it thinks that it's one. Like it, 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 it thinks that it, it's gonna defeat us. Like we're we're a non-issue, we're non-threat. So let's give it a reason. Let's let's make it fear us. And so yeah, I I I love the. I think this is like Eris kind of like getting her feet back underneath her. Of like, yeah, I I I'm I'm gonna kick some teeth in. I'm yeah. I I like it may take me some time but I'm going to do it and I'm going to be the 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 one to show darkness that it it can't it can't defeat us. Um so yeah and then of course the 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 letter to Ikora I I love her saying here you know uh, pain is something that never truly goes away it's something you live with hoping it makes you strong uh uh hoping it makes you stronger as you learn to cope. You cannot bury it nor hide from it. There is power in acknowledging it. That is how we win. Oh my God, dude. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, use your trauma. Like, don't let your trauma like define you. Like, yeah, being defeated by Crota sucked. Get back on your feet, kick some teeth in, and let's let's go. Like, oh, I'm getting pumped up, myth. I'm ready to fucking fight. Let's go. <laughs> Well, and Eris, Eris is too, because truly, I think this is the lowest she ever reached that we yeah. saw. And I think from that point forward, she's kind of, her resolve is set and it's, it's just an ascending, uh, you know, an ascending like attitude of, yep, we are going to push this thing back. Every every it's it's almost like she goes inside. She sees that she she gets that feel like she touches the thing and then feels the darkness and goes, "All right, all right, I can use this." And now it starts this like what you're saying that ascension that like, what's the next step? How do where's where do I go next? Where yeah, whose teeth needs kicked in now? Like let's go. Like it's oh, it pumps me up. I, I'm excited, Myth. I I want to kick some teeth in now. <laughs> well, let's say you're gonna have to wait. Until I know, uh, I our <laughs> yeah, I know. But in the meantime, uh, we'll still be here for those long four months, uh, doing lore stuff for as long as we can. Um, so that concludes the episode for uh, for this episode. Uh, we're going to continue on with some more Eris stuff in the next one. And then uh, see where things take us from there. Yeah. Uh, well, do we have uh, do we have any shout outs? Uh, no specific shout outs this time around. Uh, however, 
a little bit of an announcement. Um, I posted this up on Twitter, but for those that uh, aren't there or, or haven't seen it, uh, we are going to be slowly releasing our previous episodes on YouTube now. Um, so we have a YouTube channel, uh, just Myths and Stories, spelled the same as the podcast name. I Current plan is the first um, set of episodes that's going to go up is going to be the Books of Sorrow series. Um, that'll be on Monday that those come out. Uh, and every week there'll be a new, uh, new set of episodes, probably a whole series per week is the plan. Uh, and then once the series are taken care of, we'll do, um, some of the more like individual episodes, uh, groups of those until eventually the YouTube channel catches up with our current content, in which case it will be releasing, uh, our newest stuff alongside all the other platforms. Um, maybe not the exact same time, just because YouTube can be kind of weird about how quickly it wants to let you make stuff public. Uh, but for those that, uh, prefer the YouTube platform as their, their place to go, that stuff is going to be up there. Keep an eye out for it. Uh, and if you liked what you heard, please, uh, best way to support us is leave a review on your platform of choice. Um, I suppose if it happens to be in, in YouTube, uh, do the like and comment thing. Um, but I, if you feel strongly enough that you want to leave a text review, uh, we love reading those, or you can reach out to us at myths and stories, uh, Z instead of an S on Twitter, uh, or myths and stories at gmail.com. Uh, if you prefer email and you may hear yourself as a future shout out. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who to thank. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to thank Tanix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you for providing us boss after boss after boss after boss after boss after boss. I think I'm up to eight now. Uh, encounters. Um, I swear if Tanix is in the pale heart. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing he's in the pit. If he is not in the pale heart, I will be sad. If he's not just like some little like mini boss somewhere, like a quick little like boop, I'm just going to be like, all right, what the fuck? Like, I'm just saying, Tanix has to be in there. Um, he's got it. He's got to be like, there's no there's no way he's not like yeah. there's no way well, that the la the final dealing of Tanix is is deep stone crypt. There's no way. We'll find out. So thank you, Tanix, for providing us with several boss encounters. Uh, got anything else, Beth? That's it. All righty. Well, then, from all of us Lord Daddies to all of you Guardians out there, we'll see you next time. You found your people. Guardians do love their myths and stories.